Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel. Hey everyone, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch all the DCOMs you know and love, and all the ones you don't. I'm Brandon Lamuto, and I have a lot of friends here that I want you to meet. Here they are. On my right, I have the lovely Miss Brennan Banta. Hi Brandon. Hi everyone. Woo! I have, on my far right, Mr. James Latiri. Hi friends. Hi. I love you everyone. As always, we have our sound engineer and all-around great person, Ryan Metz. Hi, I disagree with that take. <laughs> it's not a hot take, I'm sh- I guarantee you. It's a cold, cold take. You're we nice. all agree. And we have a guest star today, a lovely friend of ours. Her name is Lizzie Dean. How you doing, Lizzie? I'm so excited to be here. My first podcast experience, so it's going to be quite an adventure tonight. Oh, it's an adventure for all of us, believe me. We're happy to have you. Thank all right. you. Um, tonight's movie. Oh, I'm excited to talk about this movie. It is called Alley Cat's Strike. It's a 2000 movie, a Disney Channel original, obviously. And we have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to say about this movie. But before we get to the movie, we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. We've got a nice theme drink here that we're enjoying. We want you to enjoy it as well. We want you to know what it is. Oh, man, and it is good. It is. James is our mixologist. James, tell us about the drink. God, you guys, I'm so glad you like my drink. Well, mm. it's the summer now on the East Coast. As everybody knows, we're East Coast elites. And, uh, you know, it's hard to make a summer drink, but I wanted to make one theme for the episode. So this is the Mighty Apple. Uh, <laughs> you'll find out why later you'll on find out why later on uh, they only say it in the movie 85 times wow I'm happy you <laughs> counted that uh, I didn't but that's probably a, a very safe estimate okay I agree um, so this the booze in here is bourbon uh, and then there's a little bit of apple cider in there uh, made some lemonade to throw in there there's also some thyme honey simple syrup the ratios are unknown and can never be recreated (laughs) and then on top of that because uh you can never have enough booze uh through a little bit of hard apple cider to give it a little fizz and a little bit more sweetness yeah that's uh, what i thought it was i mean honestly i can't taste anything in a drink you give me like straight chloroform and i feel like oh is this um like a vodka (laughs) or the taste is pretty similar yeah 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 they're pretty indistinguishable even to the trained palate yeah but yeah, it's so pretty good. I hope you guys can't hear me salivating over the mic, but maybe you can. Who knows? All right. Uh, before we get into the movie, um, in case you're wondering, should I watch the movie before I listen to this podcast? I recommend yes, absolutely, because A, it's more fun that way, and B, you should join this journey with us. We're watching every Disney Channel original movie. There's a lot of them, but this is a fun endeavor. If you don't watch it, you might still have fun, but we want you to be, we want you to be in on it. You know, We don't want you to be from the outside looking in. We want it to feel like you're here with us. So yeah, go ahead, watch that movie. Yeah, pause this. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. We'll, we'll okay, still now be you're here. back. Yeah, we'll okay. Oh, we'll wonderful. We'll still be here. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. All right. Alley Cat Strike. Okay, so my first question is, do any of you remember this film growing up? Because Not at all. for me, this was one that just went right past me. Not even a little bit. It wasn't on the radar. No. I had never no. even heard of it. I never saw nope. it advertised on Disney Channel. It, it No, totally, totally an enigma to me. 
Yeah, definitely not as popular as the other hits that we grew up with. I also want to know just how do you think it compares to other Disney channels? Was it, you know, Disney Channel films? Was it what you expected? Was it? Well, yeah, because there was basketball in it. It has yeah, to have basketball. Yes. basketball. If there's no basketball, is it even a decom? I don't think so. And there has to be a mention of baseball without actually seeing the game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's baseball. a good point. Well, th- yeah. We could draw a lot of similarities between this and the last one we watched, Luck of the Irish, but that would be a whole episode, and we don't <laughs> we don't oh even have time. For that. It's quite an ecosystem. I know. I know. My brain's ready. All right. Um, so, if we start right at the beginning with the opening line. Um, as you, uh, as you may not be able to tell from my from my clothing, my name is Alex. So he only wears bowling. Tell. He only wears bowling shirts. He and was totally a hipster before hipsters were a thing. That's true. And a he's got with all- one theme: bowling. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's his, his life. His whole life is bowling. Yeah. Well, because his dad owns a bowling alley. That and, took me and swing so music long. Too. Wait, you to didn't re- realize he owned a bowling alley? No, no, no. It took me so long that the bowling the bowling alley owner was his father it took me like 35 minutes well one this thing this is a child's movie so th- it's you know it's they're all together because this is a bowling club which is apparently a bowling club through school but there's no like representative there it's just None. these four kids go to their dad's bowling alley and they go, to a, they go to a club like after school in a classroom and it's like you guys already have a meeting spot cut out the middleman just go to the alley yeah it's it's very odd they go to the bowling alley before and after school they, they do two a days yeah they oh, do yeah. two a days at wow. the bowling alley that's a lot of bowling yeah their arms must be so tired oh yeah strong you mean that's what I meant. Yeah. Got yeah. a lot of, they got that muscle. Yeah. A few of us here have bowling experience, don't we? Hell yes. You were in a bowling league. I was in a bowling league for many years. We won the championship twice. Um, and it was uh, probably my best athletic achievement. So I know exactly how the characters in this movie feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we get into it, I have some real problems with some of the bowling in this movie. Oh, my goodness. The bowling but, representation. Oh, my God. I won't even get started. But What was your highest score? 236. That's very impressive. That is impressive. It was... Uh, yeah. To so all of you out there who may not know, the highest score you can get in bowling is 300. Mm-hmm. And like one of the characters in the film, Todd, I thought the highest score you could get was 100. I, lo- <laughs> I love the part where um, where Alex is, you know, explaining how you get to a 300 and the, par- and the parents are looking at him like he's some autistic kid. Like, no, it's just the rules. It's, it's not... It's pretty easy to just, yes, you just get 12 in a row, it's 300. But he's clearly explaining it like, oh, you don't get how the score works in bowling? Pff, you're weird. Just the knock all the pins down. bowling club is kind of, I think, our bullies. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're not very, I'm not sympathetic, but Pers- they have no friends. I don't think there is a single character that any child should be aligning themselves with in this movie. Thank you. It's 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 kind of just an overarching thing, but I know at no point in this movie do I understand the motivations of of Alex. It, so so he, you know, he he alienates his friends in one scene and then he's and then he's best friends with them again in another scene. There's really no order to it. Um he wants to save his dad's bowling alley, but he also doesn't want to see any other people there. So I don't know how he expects to save it when they're not even paying to bowl there like what only child syndrome oh yeah good absolutely that's that's a good point i wrote in my notes that everyone in this town is bipolar (laughs) they are all like each other's friends and then they're in a fight and then the next scene they're swing dancing 
This movie really suffered in the editing process and just in the script writing process. Oh. Like there's there's so much repeated material. Alex makes the same um, you know, highest bowler wins joke twice. Um, you get a lot of repeated shots of the sa- of the pins being bowled over. Um, the, you have the same like bet premise with the two mayors of East and West Appleton like four different times throughout the movie. It <sighs> I, I feel like this was written at like 40 minutes and then they were like, well, we got to make it longer. Shoot more strikes. They bowl more strikes in this scene. I, so I actually counted how many shots, individual shots of just knocking pins over there were in this movie. Wow. Did you really? I did. Oh my God. Let's take bets. I'm going to say 40. How many individual do, shots? Let, it's not price. Yes. How many how distinct many, How many cam, distinct camera shots of knocking pins over? I did not count when pins were knocked over in the background, but that only happened once. Six. 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 Well, I it's said a 40. bold move. And I said six. You're saying distinct, meaning different shots. No, because a lot of them are the same. But how many times it happens? Oh, I misunderstood. Continue. <laughs> so, how many times do you think it happened? Brennan says forty. James says I'm going to say fifty. Mm, Ryan says, "Well, I said six already, so I can't change." That. <laughs> That's yeah. true. He can't change it. I'm glad it's you're firm in your convictions. And Lizzie says, "A hundred. Ooh, we got a we got a horse race. What do you say, Brandon? What's the real he knows. answer? I know. Oh, sorry. A hundred and seventeen. Wow. Jesus. Wow. Hundred seventeen shots. That averages out to more than one a minute. Oh, my my God. God. Only 48 of those are not strikes, but those shots are deliberately like they're having an off day or they're practicing a 7-10 split. Or that final scene. Oh, that's right. That final scene was terrible. Excruciating. Oh, my goodness. I have more more details on the final scene. Let's not get to it. So on average, we get more than one shot a minute of just... Of just knocking over pins. It's not even good editing either, because there's sometimes where you see the ball clearly go to like the left side, and then in the shot, the ball's on the right side. Like they, they could have done so much better. There's only so many angles in bowling. <laughs> yeah. So their their only angle of success is shoot the, all the pins going down, and their only angle of their bowling is just to show the kids bowling, yeah. which is why like when the kids are having fun, they just take a bunch of crazy shots. They like are rolling their whole bodies down the lane. First of all, getting covered in oil. That's gross. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting, and they're not right for doing it. They know what they're doing. They're lubing up for the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slip and sliding down a bowling alley tandem. But they're like going like to the side or throwing two balls at a time. There's only so much you c- variety you can show for the same motion because the idea of bowling is consistency every time. All right, so let, let's um let's let's talk about the Mighty Apple. This this big trophy that they're all trying to win. It's for the East U.S. Appleton. Bowling Open. Yeah, it's the <laughs> East Appleton against West Appleton. They're competing in all sorts of events for the Mighty Apple, but they tie. But here's the thing. Um, uh, Todd basketball. Todd won basketball. He won baseball. He won football. He won tennis. He won track and field. Apparently, he did all of these things. Yeah. What other sports are there? I know. Well, uh, and apparently the tiebreaker is bowling. If we if we had to assume there's five others in order for them to tie, badminton, swimming, maybe uh, chess. Chess. I bet you know what. Yeah. Uh, partner figure skating. 
Ooh, I would love With to Todd. see that. <laughs> so the Mighty Apple is like a catch-all trophy, right? Absolutely. It's just it's they they just compete for it, and apparently it is it has caused at least one set of best friends to no longer be friends, and for like thirty years, right? Yes. Because this spans generations. Oh yeah, and this is the last one. When they for showed, some reason. well, because they're building a new school, they're combining everybody. They're combining school districts. Yeah, when and they they, showed, which they only establish in like one line, which you miss, and one shot, which cuts away really quickly. When they showed the Mighty Apple Trophy, I tried to count all the badges on it. Oh, uh, I was unsuccessful because you can't see how many are on the Just other that. side, but it's clearly decades of history right. between West and East Appleton. And uh, Kyle's dad, he says that you know it, um, it, it's it, it shows that you, it proves that. You, that two towns can unite for the common good. But what is the common good? Here's, here's what I have seen the Mighty Apple do. It broke up two best friends, the mayor and, and, um, and what's his, Alex's dad. And they were no longer friends for 30 years, even though they see each other apparently every day. Um, yes, just, they- just for a reminder, Alex and Todd, the two main characters who are on the bowling league, their father's were previously friends as well in the past. And for the first portion of the movie, you're kind of wondering what's what's going on between the two dads that, you know, there is this past behind them. They used to be connected, but we weren't really sure what happened. At first, I thought maybe they dated the same woman. That would have no. been way more interesting. Too, way more interesting, but too up there for a Disney For a movie. Disney challenge, They dated each other. They dated each other. Ooh, way oh, too progressive wow. for 2000. We should remake this. But they just call each other catty nicknames. Like Todd's dad calls Alex's dad like Dropsy, and he calls him like Bad, Bad Rosie. Yeah. I, wow. I missed that. I call Alex's dad Hacksaw Michael Fossbender. <laughs> <laughs> should I get in on this beef? Yeah. I absolutely. can't stand Josh. You got better honestly. insults. I, can't, I, like, I really multitask during this movie. I'm hey, sorry. Hey, it's the strange dudes. What up, strange yeah. dudes? Everybody just- was very rude to each other. Uh, one of my notes was that these kids take to confrontation naturally. Oh yeah, I yes. mean, yeah. it and was Alex clearly inherited some dick qualities from his father 100%. because he was uh, wait, so mean. Hold on, I feel like the father's pretty uh, like a nice guy in the movie. Well, he apparent. I mean, uh, it's a friendship that was broken up over thirty years. Could have been the mayor's fault, but neither of them resolved it. Everybody seems to have just this baggage. That but Brennan, nobody can Brennan, what do you think that Alex inherited from his father? Oh, just being a dick. Um, he, like, he was so rude to his friends about playing for free, even though his dad owns the alley. Mm. He was like, "I'll play you for it," and then he like smirked and said a line that I don't remember because I don't know. I just didn't care. Or he'll be like, <laughs> "High score." Uh, doesn't have to pay for something. They go, that's, you always have the high score. That's what I'm he's talk- like, I know. Yeah, And then they're like, and your dad owns the alley. And he's like, uh-huh. And then it cuts away. I really wanted to see Alex get his comeuppance, you know, his just desserts. But he never, He. I don't think he learns, maybe he does learn something, but he doesn't seem to get any real lesson because he he, he gets in with the cool crowd. Um, he wears his sunglasses in his moment of evil, I suppose. He storms off the team in a fit of rage, and then he just shows back up, and everyone's like, yes, you're back. We're so happy to have you back. Nobody's just like, you were a real dick. There's one time where, like, you know, he, he abandoned his friends, and they said, like, you promised you'd come, and he's like, I'm sorry, but there, there's no there's no reconciliation. No just, Oprah Winfrey aha moment. There really should be. This is a Disney Channel original movie. So yeah, Todd, the the jock, joins the bowling team, 
And at first, you know, he's making fun of bowling, but then he actually goes on the local radio station. Sweet Lou. Pretty mm. exciting to see Sweet radio featured Lou. on the Disney Channel original movie. Mm-hmm. And Todd on the radio, you know, to present himself to the community is like, oh, yeah, I got this in the bag. No problem. Meanwhile, you know, he's making fun of bowling to everyone else. But, you know, media representation, he has to look good. Why does everybody expect an athlete to be really good at bowling? A child athlete at that. Nobody is expecting the four kids who bowl two times a day to do really well. But they're just like, they just pick this one guy who's good at sports, and they're like, oh, you're going to be great at bowling. And he's like, I don't want to do it. That yeah, just, pick a math kid. It just yeah. goes back to the rudeness and arrogance of every single person in this fucking town. <laughs> Absolutely. Even the, the radio DJ. Why are you letting a kid on the radio? What is, and That's also, what, what I are thought, Brennan. <laughs> what are they gaining by having a kid on the radio? They're like, we got you on Sweet Lou. To do what? To just talk about how he's going <laughs> to win. He does, that, he does that all the time anyway. I don't think yeah. Sweet Lou gets a lot of people on his radio. <laughs> Oh, I, W-S-A-D. Oh. <laughs> Is that what it's called? No, no. but I, that's Burn. what I'm calling it. He, he, all he does is just talk about how he's about to die. <laughs> just so, like, this is so intense. Was so that was funny. my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to have an aneurysm. I'm going to die. My spleen is... I can feel my spleen beating. <laughs> I think I'm having liver failure. <laughs> Very if, specific. If there's a doctor, come down here. <laughs> so, okay, so... Todd gets onto the bowling team, hates bowling. None of the bowling club likes Todd, the four of them. And he's arrogant about it. And he's it. super arrogant. Mm-hmm. But then, of all the people in the bowling team, he does more to spread the word of bowling being cool than any yes. of them because they just want to bowl and be left alone and listen to their swing music and go to the ice cream parlor that they're friends with the owner. So wholesome. Very wholesome. And Todd will go to, oh my God, what's the place called? Uh, the diner? No, oh, the he goes to, to Tony's Lasagna Heaven. Tony's Lasagna Heaven. Todd just <laughs> wants to go to Tony's Lasagna Heaven and talk with all his traditional sport friends. And then that would have been their lives had bowling not come into the Mighty Apple. I think that's where Sweet Lou goes when he finally has his aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Todd is really the only... like good character like he's snappy to people and he says whatever every now and then but he's the only one who who is really working for the good thing like we don't get enough time with the two girls and and ken to to really see if they're you know trying to get this 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 off the ground and get things really going characters are extremely underdeveloped they just totally most of the women are in this film yes they just totally swap between liking Todd and not liking Todd it, it's it's just all over the place they have they're totally static so who is the protagonist of this movie is it Todd or is it Alex I mean the narrator it's sweet Lou. It that's true it's the sweet narrator Lou. is it Alex. should be Bubba Bubba I'm glad <laughs> that you brought Bubba Bubba, Bubba is right. the only is the saving grace of this movie I honestly wanted to just stop if not for the sake of the podcast but Bubba comes on screen at the party, the cool kids party that Alex got invited Lauren's to. Lauren's party, because, come get it. Yes, Lauren's party. Lauren looks identical it. to the other girl. Yeah, I was they, just they like, oh, so similar. now she's mean to him. This is how much I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so, bu- so they're at the cool kids party. Alex is invited. He's in with the cool kids, and Bubba just comes up to him. We've never seen him before, and he just says, "I hear you're pretty good at bowling. Is that true?" And he's like, "Yeah." So you're gonna win this game, right? Yeah, I, no question. And then he stares at him like he's going to hit him. And then he just grabs him like by the neck and goes, you're all right. 
And he calls him Bowling Dude. Bowling Dude. Yes. Bubba has two lines in this um, where um, he, he, he calls him off screen, calls him Bowling Dude. Oh, and then there's that scene. And then he also just said, and then they, they tell him that there's going to be food at the bowling alley and he's there because he's the fat kid. I really wanted to to see him in other things. He he is not an actor, unfortunately. No, he's at the bar right now. His he is his and final tomorrow morning. His final credit. <laughs> his final credit is an episode of Degrassi, which I went back and watched because I was just curious. And he plays just wow. one of the one of quote the Toronto guys who starts a fight at a party, and he has cornrows. That's sad. I know. I kind of wish he had him in this movie. I like to think that. Bubba went through that arc and became that character. <laughs> it's all it's all the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that idea. But yes, if we're, if we're talking about main characters, the the city of West Appleton is the main character. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a tale of two cities. Cuz they're fighting for the fate of the school, they're fighting for the fate of the uh, the town itself, really, the right. pride. Mm-hmm. Also, how much does West Appleton really care about this tournament? Because they don't hire a coach. They just, like, pop in to tell the kids, like, yep, we bet more on this, so there's a lot riding on you. No pressure, though. Don't they bet the school at one point? Yeah, so, yeah. okay, so so they bet... Um, first, it was just a wager of, like, si- apple cider and pies. Then it was a wager of a parade, which never gets mentioned again. And then a wager how, of what they're naming How can you wager away... I'm sorry. How can you wager away a parade? I have you just no idea. Don't have one. Here's the deal. No, it was that East Appleton would have to throw a parade honoring West Appleton, and vice versa. That is like that is perfect formula for condescending. I would parade. love to see both of I would these love mayors just a lose their jobs through parade. <laughs> that can, sounds like fun. Can we talk about how the mayor of East Appleton, his name was Mayor Hamburger? Yes, yes. <laughs> Hamburger. Yes. Um, I had an orthodontist named Doctor Kneebone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he got into the wrong profession. I know. Should have been an orthopedist. <laughs> um, the, the whole East versus West thing is very odd. And I, I think it re- the oddness of it all really comes out in the, in the scene where the two mayors are presenting the, the final bowling game. And there's only one microphone between them. Yes. So they have to keep just grabbing, like pawing it out of each other's hands. Yes. I made note of that. It's like bridesmaids. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it really was. That's you, a good comparison. You never see the perspective of East Appleton in this movie, except you no. see the mayor and you see the bowling team when they're training. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So Todd's friends with the East Appleton kids, even though there's a big, big old rivalry and they all hate each other Is except he? Todd. Yeah, that's never explained. Not at all. I mean, he just kind of shows up there and they know who he is. I guess this kid's a fucking big shot. Did anybody else He's get a... He's on Sweet Lou. He's on the radio. I think People but, know him. But Sweet Lou is all West Appleton. Is Sweet Lou even broadcast in East Appleton? That's a great question. He's all on board for West. His radio broadcast extends about He's like the 500 Ra- yards. He's the Ryan Seacrest, maybe. He's just <laughs> syndicated everywhere. Dividing these towns that his radio waves don't penetrate. Did anybody else get a Russian vibe from East Appleton? Yes. They're all in these yes. green track suits matching and the, the, the evil faces that they're putting out. They're clearly riding on like the, the, the classic trope of just the bad guys are Russian. I'm glad you all agree. Yeah, just specifically the scene where we're introduced to them in the bowling alley and they all have synchronized swings where mm-hmm. they all get strikes at the same time. Yeah, they're, and they're clearly the better team. 
Somehow yes. they were bowling nothing but strikes when the two were watching them. They oh, were yeah. like, oh, they're going to throw something other than a strike eventually, well, which be, they never did. In, never the, did. in the, the final, the only shots that we see are strikes. I didn't count how many there were specifically in the final, but that's the only thing that we see, strikes, except for the very last one because it's the 710. They already mentioned it. The, the foreshadowing was practically smacking you on the head. Throughout the whole movie. I mean, the foreshadowing was so strong that I wrote down a few notes like, oh, the 710 split is going to decide the game. Absolutely. And the girl, the girl who loves the numbers is mm-hmm. going to roll it. But I have to say, I didn't see that coming. They made such a big deal out of the sub, though. So the, the format was that each team had five players, four of them bold, but you can make a sub at any time, and they had to stay in for the rest of the game. It's like FIFA. Yeah, yeah. So for the last shot, they sub in... I can't remember her name, but the girl who loves physics. Delia. De- Delia. Delia. She was cool. She was my favorite of the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was cool. Not not very good acting chops, but um, that's okay. She had great clothes, though. Her yes. uh, Her Edith bowling shirt and her <laughs> Donna bowling shirt. She was just a weirdo. She said everything monotone. At one point, she said, we are not having a good day. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, she no, also I c- faked like some sort of panic attack. She fake fainted and yeah. was oh, like, yeah. I guess I didn't lighten the mood by faking my own that fainting. total weirdo move. I'd also like to point out that the math that she spouts at the beginning is total bullshit. Like, you, tangent X equals cosine Y for the angle. 14 four set an angle of... Total bullshit. Thanks, Mr. Math. You're welcome. Yeah, weird Happy to flirting help. tactic. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think people dope for bowling? Oh man, Todd look dopes hard. Todd? No. Oh, Todd's a doper. Yeah, this was pre-steroid era, so Todd <laughs> was definitely doping. Actually, no, this is I the mean, tail end Todd, of the steroid Todd had era. a lot of pressure on him, and I really began to sympathize with him as a character because he's like the classic trope of a bully at school who I think has a hard home life because his dad is the mayor and he's placing a lot of pressure on him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the one thing that always comes up in these Disney sports movies. You got a dad that's, you know, pushing you really hard to right. do really well in sports. And at the end, he does say that he learned to have fun playing yes. sports. So but I mean, you had that lesson there. Todd, you know, he identifies as like the Michael Jordan and the Tiger Woods of his school. But then that's when Alex goes, you're no guppy troop. <laughs> yes. And I had to Wikipedia who guppy troop is. Everyone did. Apparently... Mm-hmm. If you don't know at home, which if you don't know this, you're missing out, quite honestly. Guppy was a famous bowler who his son is actually a bowler today as well. So it's nice to see a nice father-son combination of bowlers. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a fun little Yeah, tidbit. he had an iconic look of wearing these big sunglasses mm. while he bowled. Because he was he high on cocaine. That's probably He the was reason. doping. So is that why they wear sunglasses? During the bowling ball, Alex was definitely high on something, and yes. I will, and I know that specifically because they cut to him and they're like, "Who even is this guy now?" And it's just a shot, and he just throws his arms up very timidly. He's like, "Yeah," <laughs> and I was cracking up. It is the worst, like, like hype cheer I've ever heard. So, the point of the bowling ball, which is a dance about bowling, mm-hmm. was to introduce like get the whole town excited about bowling right yes and that was ultimately what kind of saved the reputation of alex's dad's bowling alley but he seemed very upset by it 
the fact that more people were coming, he was like, it's going to change the bowling alley, which prompted his dad to say a very good lesson. He goes, it'll just be different. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's right. Just and that's different. why I feel like Alex was like a hipster back in the day because, you know, bowling was becoming more mainstream. You know, we don't want things to change. You know, I feel like that's how hipsters are kind of like today of, oh, I like this. I don't want it to become more popular. Yeah, it was a real character flaw of the main four bowlers that as soon as anyone else showed an interest in bowling, they didn't care. Yeah. They, they just, just wanted to be counterculture. They just wanted right. to be contrarians. Which they is, wanted their which own is, Which is thing. just so odd because we're, we're supposed to, you know... Which especially we have to remind our audience here that they are in junior high. Oh, yeah. And I feel like in junior high, that is specifically a time where you want to fit in and like the same things as everyone else. So for these kids to like bowling and swing music, they are really just sticking to their own choices, their own interests. Yeah, but even when those choices alienate everybody around them. Yeah, it's just a surprise because I remember back when I was in middle school, I wanted to like the same things as everyone else. Oh, I was an emo kid. I didn't want that. <laughs> I just wanted to be as weird as possible. <laughs> but one thing that we haven't brought up yet, because it didn't really fit in any like com- in any context, but it's really important to bring up. Everybody sits so weird in this movie. They're like sitting on like the ball return machine. Yes. Robert Richard sits on like a line of bowling balls at one yes. point just because it's in the shot and they're coming in on the other side of the, the frame. And I'm just thinking there is no way he chose to do this. The director told him or the, the DP told him just sit there. And he goes, why? And they go, because we don't want to move the camera. They were probably like, remember, in this scene, you're having fun. Just go have fun out there. And he's like, what's fun? <laughs> What's more fun than sitting on some bowling balls and the ball return? It's not even just him. Everybody just like sits down in the strangest ways. You rare people sit on the ball return machine more than they sit in actual seats. It's it's the strangest, strangest thing. That type of misbehavior will get you kicked out of most serious bowling places. It really saying. will. They tell you don't sit on the on the ball return machine. No. Yeah, but that's Alex's dad's bowling alley, so well, true. I guess they're privileged. No wonder it's closing down. The reset button keeps <laughs> so breaking. What, what these kids to, are just what breaking all these things. What happens after the bowling ball? So the town it gets really interested in bowling at the bowling ball. They're swing dancing. They're listening to the original Alley Cat Strike song, mm-hmm. um, which I assume is diegetic and is playing in the scene. Mm-hmm. And it's on Todd's CD that he throws into the, into the sound system. But uh, So they're loving bowling, and then they... They're loving Alex. They're not really paying much attention to the rest of the crew. And then Alex goes outside and hears uh, Todd's other basketball friends say, after this is over, Alex is still weird, right? Once a nerd, always a nerd. And so they are just like toying with people's emotions like it does not matter. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's middle school. That's true. But after the bowling ball, Alex uh, is rightfully... Uh, pretty upset and i think he just goes into exile for a while and i think the big game is a day or two later the the, the time is very unclear in this the whole movie takes place over the course of like four weeks something like that and we don't really know what season it is i assume it's fall or winter there's leaves on the ground it's california season and night and day are also really confused Hmm. also because at one point you know let's say that it's fall right and they say at night they're going to be on Sweet Lou's show. And they come out and it's nighttime and it's still light out. Yeah. Um, he runs an after hours show. You know <laughs> what time it's on. 
Oh, yeah. I guess it depends on when in the school year they are. Do we think that the Mighty Apple is an end-of-the-year thing? Well, it can't be the end of the year because there's tons of like autumn dead leaves on the ground. So I, th- I think also, it starts... Also, basketball's a winter sport. I think it That's starts true. in like the spring and then goes through to the fall. Maybe they're like trimester school. But also, are high schoolers playing in this, or is it just middle schoolers? Yeah, it's it's. You're right. It's a tournament that is the whole town is behind, and it's for middle schoolers. That's all we see. We don't see. We don't hear about any older kids. We don't. We don't acknowledge them. They might as well not exist. And they seem to have the only extant mighty apple. It doesn't say like middle school mighty apple. That's it's true. the mighty apple. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot riding on it too. So we have to assume yeah. that it's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're in some sort of um, universe where there's no high school kids whatsoever. As soon as you there's get to 14, you just grow a beard and you just start working you in go business. Gray. Puberty is like over It just with. happens. Oh, man. This whole movie. <laughs> so, all right. We're, let's take a second here. It's, it's been close to 45 minutes, and I'll subtract about five minutes for our sound check and our bullshitting session. So... I've already said the F word twice. <laughs> um, and James there's said no the sh- There's no shame in that. <laughs> I think it would be funny if we bleeped it. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we'll bleep it the people first are gonna time. Be yeah. like, people are going to be like, what did he say? <laughs> that she had to step in and change the conversation. No, I'm, saying all, I'm saying everything. Oh. Every curse, everything, you bleep. Oh. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I have to acknowledge here that this is actually where I had to turn off the movie after the bowling ball because it was just so bad. I could not watch it anymore. I'm sorry, guys. That is a great transition into our rating period. So Lizzie, in case you didn't know, and for all any of our listeners who also did not know, how many apples are we going to rate this? Oh, we don't do apples, but that would be a great idea. We rate with a simple, a very simple system. We're all familiar with it. You got thumbs up, thumbs side down and thumbs sideways. If you're somewhere in the middle, um, it's pretty simple. You, you, your, your rating system may vary between, between, you know, us. It, it doesn't matter why you're rating it the way you are. You just rate it. So Lizzie, you seem to have an opinion. Why don't we start with you? What are we rating this movie? So the highlight of this film for me was seeing the actor who was in Cousin Skeeter, who played Todd. Robert Richard. That made me so happy because I had such a big childhood crush on him. So he that has... made me feel hopeful about watching the film. However, I'm going to have to give this a thumbs down. And this is saying a lot because I love to watch childhood movies. I love the throwback feeling. However, I just about after 45 minutes into this film, I could not watch it anymore and I had to turn it off. Hmm. Maybe if you had finished it, you'd think otherwise. I'm sure. I'm sure it was a very uplifting feeling at the ending because that's what Disney Channel's movies are known for doing. Well, guess what? Spoiler alert, everybody. They win the big game. They win the Mighty Apple. Oh, yeah. West Appleton wins. And then they all... Let's go And then they all... But do they then get along with East Appleton? No. They oh, just no. dance, uh, but they and that's do. The end. No, they do have a moment of goodwill. Oh right, right. Because they right. know that the name Good. of the school is riding on their game, and so the mayor says, "What do you want to name the school?" And they say, "Let's call it Central Appleton Aww. School." Nice. But they still East Appleton still owes West Appleton forty pies, and, and they the still parade. throw a parade. So I'm surprised it's, Alex wasn't like, "Let's call the school Alex Land." Let's call the school <laughs> Fuck East Appleton High. <laughs> All right, so Lizzie rated the film. The film. <laughs> um, 
James, what did you think? Oh, thumbs way down on this film. Uh, it was hard yeah. to pay attention to. Yeah, uh, I had to pause it multiple times and y- take breaks. Yeah, the sheer repetitiveness of it um, made me think it was far longer than it really was. Um, the yes. only <laughs> redeeming part, which we've mentioned before, Sweet Lou listing his illnesses. Or <laughs> listing God. the things that will happen to him during this game. He's a very sick man. He needs our help. He is having liver failure. He says he might short out. He can feel his spleen pounding. Oh, and wow. at one point he says the sh- game is closer than his shave that morning. Which I did like that. Oh my God, I like that's that so one. good. Do you think these were off the cuff? Do you think they just no. sat him down? And <laughs> no, they were like, we don't have enough catchphrases in this movie. Let's throw them out there. Get them all at once. Yeah. But no, thumbs down hard. Okay. Brennan. Brennan. Okay. Whoa. Um, yeah, I'm. I. I thought this movie was garbage. Um, I found Alex so boring. He's like a potato to me. <laughs> he. I'm pretty sure his yeah, like potato with eyebrows. Most people are like seventy percent blood. Alex is uh, sorry, seventy percent water. Alex is ninety five percent water. <laughs> he doesn't have a blood type. <laughs> And um, there was one part of the movie, so I'm gonna say it a third time. I watched this sped up because I just I was fed up, so I sped up. Ooh, good. Slogan. And thanks. Um, so there's one part when Alex, uh, Todd, when Todd's trying to talk Alex back into the bowling game or whatever, mm-hmm. and since uh, he, uh, Alex, <laughs> sorry, Todd says to Alex, "You want to know what the difference between us is." And I thought because it was sped up, he said, your color. <laughs> because, and I was like, wouldn't surprise me because the last movie we watched, Luck of the Irish, there was a kind of a weird racist moment where the the only black character was they were talking about the Irish, uh, you know, struggle. And the black character was like, well, at least you guys got paid for it. Disney so didn't like, shy away from the harsh truth. It wouldn't well, put it past, wouldn't put it past this movie. But he said hair color. <laughs> hair color is their big difference, everybody. You know how it is. You meet a blonde, you're a brown. What anyway. if they wrote it as your color, and then the and then like the the script supervisor was like, ah, we're gonna cut that one. We're gonna change that. One, what if? Also, they had some strong widows peaks in this movie. Did and when, they? Yeah. When I was this age, that's all I wanted. I thought they were so cool. Look at her right oh, there on the mm-hmm. screen. She has oh, yeah. one right now. We got yeah. it up on our screen, and yep, Kaylee Cuoco is rocking that widows peak. This movie was made in 2000, but it could not have been more 90s. Did I say that already? No, but it's true. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. it is. It's post Y2K, but it's pre 9/11. That's true. So it's a that's very sweet weird spot part of 2000. Of our... <laughs> the golden years. Possible. Brandon, what do you rate this film? Oh man, hard thumbs down. Wow. I, I am a fan of Disney Channel movies. Right, I think me that's, too. I think we've clearly established this, but this one was. I I I, I don't even know if I could say anything new. It's so repetitive. Nobody really shines as an actor. Robert Richard did pretty well. Um, yeah, the story is sure. te- the story is terrible. The he jokes are awful. There's one character with character development, maybe two, and nothing was fun. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I, I I want to never think about this movie again, except for Bubba. Ouch. You go, Bubba. So I guess that leaves me. Oh man, yeah, Ryan, are you gonna us. are you gonna break the molds? Save your applause till the end. So what I loved about this film was how bad it was. <laughs> I, I loved that Sweet Lou's significance was that he was very ill. <laughs> I loved that, you know, 
all the characters were terrible. I mean, I want to give it a big thumbs up because of how bad it was, but I can't bring myself to do that because it was upsetting to watch. Mm. The, the plot was terrible. And, you know, I, I've had a few of these mighty apples here, <laughs> but um, it was so bad. It sucks. Yeah, I can't so even bad. like it in an ironic way. Right. That's not, exactly what I want. Not to do. even alcohol could save this movie from what it is. I want to give that shit two thumbs down. Oh, oh. You, wow. you have two thumbs. Use them. Oh, my God. He's doing it. Oh, shit. man. Oh, my. Ryan this is standing on his chair. was shit. It is on written. His thumbs. <laughs> it has been told. All right. Well, that's our show. Um, tune in next time on the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Oh, we actually haven't picked an episode for next one, so we're going to have to edit that in at the end. Uh, tune in uh, right after this, and we'll tell you what episode we're going to be watching next week. We hope to. We hope you guys join us then. Goodbye, everybody. Go West Appleton. Sweet Lou lives. Tune into the next episode of Disney Channel Tipsy Panel where we discuss the whipping boy with the wonderful Otto Vock. <laughs>